Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. laughing at the wrong day. Good evening. Good evening and welcome Good to our addition to Patrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show, Scotland's home of free speech on heartsonglive.co.uk. We've actually got the, the, the all three of us in the studio with uh-huh. uh, in the padded room. In the padded cell. Yeah, padded cell. We've got uh, the hat trick is actually here. Yes, hello. And, and for the fourth time... He's come back. He's from the dead. Or analyst. The John psych- Sutherland. The psychoanalyst is back. <laughs> the psychoanalyst is back. And uh, we have our... Well, we actually have one of our other show guests in the studio at present. We have uh, Grace, who does Afrobeats on a Wednesday. So she digs the tunes, doesn't it? Don't you, Grace? Hello. Yes, uh, you can, probably can't hear her much, but we can, we can also share Hugh's microphone with... <laughs> She looks absolutely terrified. She does. I, don't I think, think they've been yet. sent in to censor us already. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're all there. So, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, coming up on the show, we have uh, Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Not Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Quite literally, back said. from the dead. That you know? could be difficult. Oh, right, okay. It's very slight, yes. slight misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're got my finger on the pulse <coughs> of pop music. <laughs> yeah, going to exhume the body. That's what we're going to do. Now, we have a. Uh, Stuart Darietta, who does a five-star select show in the well, he's doing Edinburgh Festival, but he's also sold out in the Sydney Opera House in Australia. Uh, we're playing a couple of his songs. He's going to be on the show, phoning in, talking about what he does, um, and we're going to get a bit of an insight to why he does it, etc. Um, but yeah, so Hugh, uh, oh, sorry, John, you, you can win prizes too. Yeah, you, in fact, you can win tickets. Yeah, you can you tickets. advertise it now. I'm going to say you can win tickets. To the Edinburgh Festival. I know, preview show, it's all good. It's all great, I know, I'm laughing. Anyway, it was for a a show you actually want to go and see. I know. Well, maybe selling out the Sydney. It's pretty impressive. We're not actually going to Sydney, we're going to Edinburgh Festival. That's true, but it's still a pretty good performance to sell out the Sydney Opera. Tickets aren't for Sydney, (laughs) they're for Edinburgh. I mean, you can't expect someone to listen to the show to go to Sydney. Let's think you can win tickets now. You win tickets to see the. And the phrase is dramatically complicated. Question. But he said, assuredly yes, said, no, it was easy competition. It's an easy competition question. Which Leonard, okay, I'm going to say, if you're listening, which Leonard, which Leonard Cohen song was used at the X Factor, or by, sorry, by the X Factor, and who sung it, and what year was it? That's Can we the give question. any hints? No, well, we'll wait and see. We'll just put that out there. See if anyone I could give them a completely wrong answer, mind you. You don't know the answer, do you? I've got an idea. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, right, okay, let's, let's crack on, man, let's crack on. Okay, John, what's kicking off in your... What's happening in the news? Well, yeah, it's, analyst. It's, it's a lot of controversy this week, wasn't it, with uh, uh, Donald Trump, funnily enough. Yeah, he does tend to, to <laughs> court controversy wherever, yeah, he, uh, wherever pop, he looks, really. Pops up quite a lot, doesn't he? He, he certainly does. Well, he's backtracked on Obama's plan to allow uh, or fund transgender surgery in the US military. So uh, yeah, that, that's all, all been kicking off, really. So I don't know what you all think about that. <laughs> There's no more Joanna's, only Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Out there on the front line. G.I. Joe's and G.I. Joanna's. A slight uh, transition in policy, shall we say. <laughs> 
That's a good one. It was yeah, actually. Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you call GI Joe? No, GI Jane now. <laughs> but they say because they didn't want the idea of if you're on the battlefield or on the front line, they don't want obviously people who have been you know going through transition then sleeping with in the same camp or the same tent as someone who is a female or whatever. It could cause all sorts of issues, and yeah. and you know they, they need to be concentrating on on uh, war and how to how to win the victories rather than what's going on uh, with who's you know in the camp. So it's uh, it, yeah, it's free. an interesting one. Well, you can just imagine if you're taking on the Taliban, you know. I mean, they'd just be. I mean, uh, maybe they'd just be laughing so much. <laughs> maybe they would just. It would be the ultimate insult seize, for a Taliban know? or one of these ISIS people to be killed by a transsexual. <laughs> yeah. You're going to think that can't go down well in their book. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I give it. Much <laughs> worse. That'd be worse than being killed by a Kurdish rebel woman. You know, when they if they get killed by a, uh, a, a Kurdish woman fighter, then that's like they're, they're guaranteed a place in hell. Well, maybe it's absolutely brilliant idea then. Transgender yeah. soldiers. I mean, it would well, they could just send momentum labour there, aren't they? I mean, they're most of them in that way. So that's kind of like, yeah, yeah. A slight generalisation. <laughs> Have you seen a spokesperson? <laughs> spokesperson. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. we don't know what the heck he is, do we? <laughs> do you say he is Z? You say isn't it? That's is it the, Z? That's the non-gender uh, yeah. probe, whatever it is. Z. All right. <laughs> Not he or she, but Z. Yeah. In fact, I, I signed up with that, that dreadful. Mass destruction delivery service, Deliveroo, and it offered me the. Did you sign up? I've signed up. I had my first delivery. I feel really guilty every time I order something because I know I'm killing somebody. So I hit the button. This has gone it, from delivery to tra- trans and yeah, army. A little map. There must be a point somewhere. Yeah. A, a little map comes up on your phone with the delivery, and you, the first cyclist just gets killed, and then another, <laughs> send out another one, and then they gets killed. Yeah. Anyway, the, the point was, <laughs> the little skull and crossbones comes up on the map. Oh, your first delivery driver was killed. However, the second one is picking up your delivery. No, but the, 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 on the sign up to delivery now, it is officially that you can be transgender, and it's uh, not Mr. Mrs. but MX. Or mixed, I suppose, or something. Oh, yeah. I don't Goodness know. me! Hope they haven't transitioned by the time they get your parcel. Jimmy, I've been sitting on that bike too long <laughs> over Edinburgh's potholes. <laughs> You've transitioned on the way to deliver the lemon curry. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of impressive delivery times, I actually ordered um, the La La Land recently on DVD because it was very cheap. I thought this must be a dodgy copy, no, another, but another, it was two fifty, right, for La La, and it's only just been out, so that was really really cheap. Is that and why, is that why I you still got? haven't got it yet? The thing is, that was four weeks ago. I ordered it on July the seventh, um, and it right. still hasn't come. And, the, and it's and it, the Amazon said it will take me. I phoned to com- well, I emailed to complain, and it said allow two business days for the person to come back to you. And it actually said I think the name of the the company is like Jamaica Twelve or something. So I think obviously must be over there and nothing bothered at all about customer service or sending the actual parcel but it still hasn't come just, just to £2.50 two pound, for yeah just, and it's only just out I was it was, bl- was £1.26 delivery but it was. It said it was a new copy and it hardly used. So or it was as new and it was ready to go. So I still haven't got uh, it. Hang on a no sign. No so, sign of it. So we're going from Trump's army. Trump's oh, that was delivery. It is linked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is linked. It must be linked. Surely. Yeah. yeah. How the heck did you manage that? I don't know. I just want to know where my parcel is. <laughs> I promised the wife I'd get La La Land and I haven't got it yet. <laughs> You're just saying that because it's such drivel. Yeah. Oh, I like the, yeah. the opening song's pretty good. Oh, it's. it's honestly, I, I've, I've seen it. It's it's. I liked it. It's I quite a, liked it. You've seen it already. I've, I've seen it. We, Why we, are you ordering we, it up we again? We rented it because oh, it's quite a nice film to watch again. You got oh. more DVD. Is that why you got the extension in your house? You got the DVD collection. 
I, I quite like it. I like that kind of old musicals. Yeah. Have you seen Hugh's collection of DVDs? On that, I, I have never seen I so many major one prize draw. star films. Like, you know, um, was it called? I could have five years worth of prize draws. IMDb's yeah, yeah, yeah. of the year. He's got the whole lot since 1982. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Crazy, anyway. So, so basically, the only way to get so to save the Trump army some money, they're going to do landmine testing with the transgenders just to say that's to save them some money. There we go. Just to see if you get to the other end of the field. <laughs> they're dying. Get your benefit. Get your benefit. Well, you, you just send over the lot and they run with a flag saying, you know, transgenders <laughs> for the Taliban. <laughs> 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 that was worse. That'll work. <laughs> we're going to have some show here. Whoever's listening is, we're going to get. Oh dear! Oh. Anyway, uh-huh. what's next? Anyway, we'll move on from that. Anyway, I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> we're on heartsonglive.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, this is good. This is good. Oh, jings! Oh wow. Okay. Can you believe they associated with us? <laughs> Neither can we. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no contract was signed, mind you. <laughs> it was all a golden handshake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> John, what else have you got kicking around? Well, <laughs> what else has been going on? Well, it's the. Uh, this. <laughs> He's the only one that's got notes, by the way. Uh, yes. I know, I literally, well, they were done in seconds. Well, the Philip, um, Philip Hammond, he's, yes. he's come up with the idea that the UK should not become a tax haven. Boo. And boo, exactly. And Jacob Rees-Mogg has piped up and said that this is ridiculous because the tax rates are higher in this country yeah. than they have been since the 1960s. That's when we're paying for the Second World War, for goodness sake. Yeah. I mean, we need to cut taxes, surely. What do you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, uh, the IEA has backed us up by saying that you know if we did lower taxes and became a tax haven, with the whole country would be richer. Because let's face it, corporation tax, if that goes down, it's already made a huge difference to tax revenue. The tax revenue has gone up for corporation tax since they started to lower it. If we do more of the same, then it means more jobs, more companies doing well. And what do you want? Do you want actually jobs to go to if you need to find one? Or do you want to have massive welfare and no jobs at all? You know, it's a very, very, um, you, know, e- you know, easy difference to, to pick and say, actually, let's have jobs to go for that are good and have businesses working. And we won't have any of the rubbish of the regulation of the EU to hold us back. Yeah, well, the sooner we get out, the better. But, I mean, it seems to me that the, mainly the BBC and the Ministry of Truth, as I call it, they, they're, um, they're desperate to stop us from, from leaving the EU. The campaign of terror. It's like, oh, you won't get cancer treatment. Oh, you'll lose your job. Your mortgage rates are going to go up. I mean, yeah. Despite Brexit. It, despite yeah. Brexit. Yeah. Oh, figures yeah. are up despite Brexit. I, yeah. I just, also, I just despair it, of it. Uh, Richard Branson, he's a bit of a pro-remainer, and he was uh, saying he sold, he sold uh, some of his share, majority share to... Virgin Atlantic, the Airways. So that's basically Virgin Air. Be- because of Brexit. Brexit. Yeah, because yeah. of Brexit, that's what he's done. And Jamie Oliver's shut down 20 of his Jamie Oliver's Italian restaurants, so called because of Brexit. Yeah. It's nothing to do with that. It's because they're the worst restaurants <coughs> in the world. That's so what it there's is. One, there's, one, there's one in Edinburgh, the assembly rooms in George Street. All right. There's the, the downstairs. There's the, he's got, um, yeah, so it's been there for a while. I think it's mean. the worst meal I've ever had. Really? Really? Which one did you go to? That one in Edinburgh. Yeah, absolutely, it's oh. dreadful. That's why they're closing down. It's, it's, a, rubbish. it's a terrible restaurant. It's not. And they right. just blame Brexit. 
It's not quite Gordon Ramsay. He's blamed Brexit for the bad cooks that Ian hires. Exactly, his overprices that he's not quite that kind of stuff. He's, maybe we should just maybe we should just Steve us just go in and do a, a live broadcast and just rip them to shreds and say your reviews your food's crap. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's just so Italian. <laughs> yeah, just so we'll give, we'll give it to Gordon Ramsay once over and see what, what is but, this. You know, because remember they said as well last last year before, when when Brexit first happened, and they were all saying, "Oh, your holidays are going to go up in price, and all everything's going to go up in price." Well, we were looking at this today, uh, John and I, um, of cheap holidays. We were using a company on the beach dot. Co.uk, we're Hugh not paid for them yet, but that would be nice. You're looking at the, holidays, huh? Using holidays again. Yeah. again. Yeah. But you know what? You could, you could, you could actually get um, a holiday in flying from Newcastle Airport for two adults, two children to Portugal to the Algarve for a week. For it was it five hundred and sixty-eight pounds. Yeah, it's extraordinary, yeah. including flights. Including That's flights, bad, uh, I think yeah. the transfers, that included flights and two hold bags as well. Uh, not transfers, but the hold, bar, the hold bags. Was it self-catering? Self-catering. But I mean, in Portugal, is Portugal seemingly the cheapest place in Europe? Outside, it's, it's, it's similarly, Bali, Indonesia is the cheapest place to eat anything. Oh, or like to get like lizard uh, costs and so on. Then it's Portugal, and then it's the Czech Republic. I thought Portugal similar. was quite expensive. You know, clients have got Portugal and they say it's expensive. Well, they, well, they say it was in, a, it was in a, a big review that they did. That mm. Other than, uh, other than ba- Bali is like the cheapest place to eat in the world, just about. Same time, um, same time zone. And Portugal. then Portugal is Bali. No, Portugal is <laughs> the same time zone as UK. Well, it's an hour ahead, are they not? No, they're no, not. They're it's not the same. same time. All right. Same time zone. Oh, well, 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 Portugal, then the Czech Republic, and then that's some of the cheapest places in Europe to eat. Or to, you know, if you're going on holiday into, on average, certainly that's what they say the average meal is. So, yeah, but I mean, £568 for a week, two adults, two kids. It's not bad going. It's cheap and sent at home. And that was in, that was in the October holidays as well. That was at the, in the October school holidays. Where are you staying? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> they said that was three and a half stars out of five on TripAdvisor. Three and a half he, stars out of a hundred. He just loves looking at holidays. This is great. He just, he, he ever thought of it, just banging a nice computer and stop spending money on holidays? It didn't last about two weeks. And it says you never look at a nice, decent computer for a long time. And you can save up again. Yeah, but I, just, I mean, I don't actually travel that much, to be fair. But I just like looking at places, see what it's like. Yeah, he likes looking at all these, like he likes buying these DVDs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, since I've got Sky Movies, I have to say I buy a lot less DVDs. Okay, right. Uh, this is <laughs> that was the information you just wanted to know. Uh, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> back at the ranch. Uh, and we've no. checked in. <laughs> yeah, we've checked in. <laughs> this is just but your kind of show, the one that you were talking about last week, The Love Actually, is not finished. Is one of them? Did one of them not have a baby or something? Love actually, love, the Love, love Island. Love Island. That's the Love Island. One of them won it or something, did they not? Yes, I've not really watched it. John watches Love Island. Well, I've uh, seen it twice, but it's caught, left me permanently brain damaged. Uh, that's what last it was. week. Yeah. Did one of them not get pregnant and have a baby or something? Well, that long? This is, the show's only five weeks. Tell, you. Can tell, oh, can, <laughs> you can tell we plan our show very well. We've totally gone off the cuff tonight. I think we have. We need to get the flu back. So what, what, what can we say? It's controversial. <laughs> well, I think we said quite a bit at the start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, on a, serious, on a serious note, before we. We're gonna um, one of the news. One of, I'm going to talk about this news. A serious one. It's a, it's a shop. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> you can't tell our listeners to be quiet. I'm telling listeners to you, like it. <laughs> no, like, seriously. Now we're gonna. Um, one of the stories we're going to talk about is that a recent um, a recent paedophile ring was uh, offered legally. <laughs> Stop laughing at us. It's big and serious, you nugget. Know, like um, 
We've got a serious news. Shut up. Uh, we, recent. Uh, okay, we're going to do a serious story. Where's this one going to go? <laughs> we're just going to go. All right, carry on, carry on. Yes. Let's get it on. Let's, let's, gonna, let's get Listen, get out man. there. Is, I think you're better when you're on the phone. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Recent paedophile ring was uh, offered legal aid after being um, put in, they were put in jail, weren't they? They were, um, and they're trying. Well, no, and they're trying to get their um, sentence reduced. They're trying to get their sentence their reduced, reduced to, and also to be. At the end of the day, I think they've got dual nationality. I think at the end of the day, should be right. deported for anything to do with uh, molestation of kids in the world, or in any any way or form. Should be literally either, yeah, either put in jail for life. Or deported for life and never allowed back in right. uh, for what's going on. And but in this, the circumstances of why they getting legal aid in the first place was something that's so severe. When you had the story of recently of Charlie Gard, a baby who was simply trying to get some, their parents were trying to get some treatment over the last year, potentially take them to America and fund to be able to have a, try and give an opportunity for a better life and do some trials. But in the days they were just denied totally, and obviously he had to pass away. So, what's your thoughts, you, on the, these kind of concepts of the way the law is going? One for one rule well, for it's, one. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, I would, I just wouldn't have it on, on, on. I think on people who are convicted of rape, and especially of rape of children, mm-hmm. um, that's an immediate guillotine. Simple as that. <laughs> Okay, so on the fence as usual. Yeah, he, he's standing on the fence. It's not just a matter of castration. I would just chop the heads off. It's much better. Just bring but then they can't go to appeal. <laughs> Saves you a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have a legal process, guys. I mean, you can't just... Well, once, oh, once they've been found guilty, I mean, it, of course, then, and they've gone through the court process. But you still need an appeal process. I mean, I'd give them, the law is the law, right? I agree with you. Most of them are found red-handed, caught red-handed, quite literally. What do you mean, literally? Well, you know, they're obviously caught... Okay, right. At the scene mm-hmm. of the crime, right, and the you know so it's um, so it's fairly obvious what went on. You know they don't really have to do a few tests and to confirm what happened. End of day, you can't just throw out the legal system because. Oh no, not sorry. Obviously, uh, I mean by court case, but then once they're done, yes, they can have one appeal. But I mean, it's when it's open and it, shut. I think you'll find that they're just trying everything they can to get their it own. Shouldn't, it shouldn't be allowed to appeal. The simple fact is, certain crimes in that sort of way, because you're. But you can't just not you, have, you have an to appeal. Have a, you have to have an appeal, sir. Otherwise, it wouldn't be democratic. I mean, yeah. Not to have that. But once they've had their one appeal, mm. and they obviously they lose that appeal and they're found guilty, um, then uh, then that's it. You know? so the question is, should they get legal aid to have the appeal? Yeah, I, I would say no, not but for it's a ta- taxpayers' expense. So that's the problem. Aye. So why we fund? Why should we agree to fund something? It's just a. Uh, no, no. In the days coming of our money, our because pocket. it's 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 our legal yeah, system. It's, it's, what, it is it's what this country is based on. Is that legal system? So uh, we might not. We might hate. We do. We hate what they've done, and we hate the fact that they probably are guilty and they're going to go to appeal. But unless you have that process, you're tearing up what makes this country this country. Mm. I mean, I, I can see. I think where a lot of people are annoyed is the fact that if they do get done, and uh, you know, even if they lose their appeal, they're probably only going to go down for about eight to ten years, if that. And then they'll probably come out even more radicalised, you know. <laughs> so it's at the moment, with the way the prisons are, that's what they'll become. So they'll come out as jihadis. They go in as paedophiles and come out as jihadis. <laughs> Jihadi so, paedophiles. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> if it moves, they'll basically try and... Well, let's move on. But the, the, there's the... You know, but I mean, you know... <laughs> Do we have a commercial break? You're very good with the music. Fraser, start singing. You know? <laughs> 
la 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 you, 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 what, you would seriously go for the death sentence? Yeah, uh, guillotine, yeah. I'd, I'd do that for first-degree murderers, rapists, the whole lot, uh, armed robbers, the whole thing, bank robbers, people who, t- who kidnap. Uh, what they want, all the ones that do the, the people... Uh, people traffickers. Pe- people traffickers yeah. get the whole lot, mm-hmm. yeah. And all the terrorists, all the jihadi terrorists that they've caught, and the ones who planned stuff as well, even though didn't carry it out, but planned it, do them for treason. That would be that. Would there be a limit to the number of people you'd kill every year, Hugh? Or no? <laughs> well, just a matter of it first come, first served. <laughs> but no, it's how many they put through the system, isn't it? The guillot- uh, you, it would be the guillotine. Yeah, because okay. then it's chopped and it's done. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Once their head's off, it's okay. off. <laughs> no appeals. Yeah. Well, if they get it wrong, they give them half a million quid to the family or something. But, you know, that could be done in they court afterwards. They can't stick their head back on, can they, after the appeal? No, so you have to give them a cash element. Okay. Maybe a fixed fee, you know. Yeah, you just get the PPI companies to deal with it. <laughs> Off with his heads. But no, but seriously, in no fairness, if we can't be serious about this kind of situation, but... No, um, I do think that the death penalty is right for that kind of crime. The, yeah. I mean, if, if it's your daughter that gets, you know, that, that gets assaulted by somebody like that in such a manner, you know, you're going to want justice, and, only, and rightly so. So uh, if you have a strict justice system, it'll work, it'll cut that down straight away. What about sort of chemical castration or something? Would that be... That takes away all the urges and things. Or would you try that first, and if they do it again, then get the guillotine out? Uh, I just think it's a lot cheaper and more effective to have the first one. First rung, you know. Just do landmine testing, that's always a good thing. <laughs> just say, like we send all the uh, people who are on benefits to Syria. Yeah, actually, the thing is, they're trying to outlaw landmines, that's the only... Uh, we just send all... That's like, like we send all the people who are unemployed on benefits and say you're going to be- drop them in Syria. But there's all, all, the, all the minefields around the place that haven't been cleared. So you just say, oh, look over there. There's, the a, ben- there's a little... Uh, I don't it's, almost like, it's almost like the old science fiction. There's something over there. Just run, run really over there. Long. There's this a KFC on the other side of there. Just run over there and you go boom, 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 <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know, it's like, oh, that's, we've done two things there. We cleared the landmines and it's just not going really horribly long. Wonder <laughs> <laughs> where this is going today. This conversation. Can you believe this is a live show? <laughs> yes, yeah, we could have gone really horribly long, horribly long, wrong. Oh man, where's yeah. that moral compass gone? <laughs> you know? Exactly. So I'm going a bit. Uh, so I forgot to... the moral compass chip. You know. You know? <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, John, you were at Buckingham Palace, weren't you? I you, was. You were, uh, yeah, back, 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 yeah. back cream tea with the queen. I don't think I'll be allowed back. But <laughs> <laughs> back cream tea with the queen. Eh? I did. I had a lovely. Um, a lovely tart. Click the button to download. A, uh, get a strawberry oh, tart and a, a cup of lovely tea. Who do you? Had a look around the Queen's state rooms, which were just beautiful. Check, uh, well worth, well worth going to have a look, check, look around. Checking out the four post of bed. Four post of bed, yeah, we saw that. That's right. Saw Just the, out, eh? Well, we didn't do <laughs> that, no. Uh, but <laughs> it's a bit, it's, it's quite bling. So Ikea, I would say. I, Ikea mattress, no? I, again, I don't. I don't really know. No, it's quite bling though, Buckingham Palace. You know, I, I, some, some of the stuff in there. So, oh, no. Ikea furniture, Buckingham Palace. She's a queen. Ikea. It's the queen. Need some furniture, love. Going Ikea. The Swedish every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about. 
Yeah, it was all, it was all I can like, imagine yeah. Prince Edward trying to build a flat back. You know, it's one of these laws. <laughs> I'm missing the dowel, Philip. Bring me the dowel. I'm missing the part for the bed. Lady hell, Lizzie. I'm rubbishing this, I can't. You're going to do my backing again. I'll be back in hospital before you can see. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine them putting it together uh, <laughs> with all the parts uh, quality absolutely the quality. Billy bookcase <laughs> no but you got to see where they do the knighthoods and you got to see where they did you know the Queen gives the MBEs and you go out in the back garden there it's really nice it's well worth going to see and similarly you can use a ticket in Edinburgh you as well. certainly can yeah. if you buy the ticket for £20 you get a uh, entrance to Holyrood Palace in Edinburgh as well Ah, so it's a bit of a bargain, isn't it, really? And you can go as many times as yeah. you like once you bought it for a year. A proper building, rather than Hollywood. Uh, yeah, oh, yes, as opposed to the Parliament. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So anyway, I think uh, we've <laughs> talked some really random stuff to this show, I'll tell you that. That's what we have done. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to... Uh, how random that was. Our listeners going. are going to demand a big paycheck for this. We're going to ask this random man... <laughs> I reckon they use us for the kind of, for the CIA because they'll they'll get they'll get the, the lot to listen to our thing and they'll be telling yeah, yeah. their telling the truth before they can say Oh let, yeah the, the let wa- me out you know? waterboarding's <laughs> off the menu. Join the Hazardy Podcast. They listen show. to our show and they're telling the truth in no, no time. Yes. In, you know, not even they're oh, giving wow. away everything. Right. We are gonna play a song which is obviously by, by Stuart. Darietta, who is obviously who's who's calling in shortly, uh, to so we can interview so she can ask uh, their expert our experts in music <laughs> and the other tubers are boring. <laughs> Do you ask question? We're such experts in music, Hugh and I. We know absolutely nothing, <laughs> literally nothing at all. So, I want to play the guitar. Did I, you? I managed to get two lessons before I stopped practicing. I got bored. Did your piano instructor not commit suicide? <laughs> Was that no? That was someone else, wasn't no, it? No, she yeah. just died. Did she jump, <laughs> just jumped out the window during a lesson. Wasn't <laughs> she used to eat. She used to eat as she was teaching me, and I'd get this munching in my ear as I used to eat away as an eight-year-old. That was as you're clanking those keys. Yeah, <laughs> she could tell. She could still tell when I got a wrong note. No, no. Right. Okay. The song we're coming up is uh, by Stuart Darietta. It's "Dance Me to the End of Love." In fact, no, it's not. Is that one? Yeah, is that? Yeah, no, sorry. Jeez, I'm putting that at the end of the show because it's longer. That's why. <laughs> Suzanne, it's called. Um, I'm getting it right. So we're going to play Suzanne and then um, Stuart will phone him. Um, we're going to interview him in the second part of the show. I'll talk about the festival show and uh, you can also win tickets as well. So uh, take a wee break and we'll be back, uh, we'll be back shortly. Answer that 
tower And when he knew for certain Only drowning men could see him He said, oh men will be sailors Then come to the sea shall free them all But he himself was broken Long before the sky would open Back to Hattie Grandi Unleashed podcast show. This is uh, Scotland's home of free speech live on heartsonlive.co.uk. We've got uh, Hugh Hattie in the studio. And Good evening. John. Hello. Um, we have on the line our guest from uh, My Leonard Cohen, who's performing in the Edinburgh Festival, uh, Stuart Darietta. Welcome, Stuart. Yeah, welcome, Fraser. Thank you very much for having me on, on your show. Not a problem, not a problem. So tell us, how, how was your journey into Edinburgh? Uh, from, you've been travelling quite a bit? It was pretty good, actually, because I came across from Italy, so I didn't have that huge jet lag factor that I usually have when I come here. That's good. But, so, but, uh, and I love Edinburgh, of course. It's a fabulous city, and uh, it's great to be here. So have you been to, you, you, how many times have you been to Edinburgh? Have you been performing in the Edinburgh Festival quite I've a few I've been times? here, this is, my, this is my fourth time. I, I originally came here in 2008, did a show on Tom Waits' music. Okay. Then uh, I came back here two years ago, did a show with a guy called John Waters on John Lennon, through a glass onion it was called. And last year I did uh, the Cohen show. And I'm doing it again this year. So uh, of course, Leonard was alive when I did it last year, so... Uh, We've come back here and I've changed a few of the songs and, um, yeah, so I'm enjoying it. So what got you into music? Have you done music all your life or tell us about who you are? What was your kind what? of, what's your kind of career? What got me into music? Yes. Well, <laughs> a long story. I, uh, well, I was one of those kids who was forced to play piano as a, as a child and, uh, and when I finished school, I graduated from law school and decided that would be the last thing in the world I'd ever want to be is to be a lawyer. So I, I secured my future and I became a musician. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's, that's good. 
<laughs> so, so how long have you? When did you start getting your first live shows and your? When did you start performing? When I was fourteen. Fourteen. You know, I was in a rock. I was in a rock band uh, when I was fourteen. Uh, you know, just kids. And uh, I put myself through uni playing music and. Uh, Anyway, I just it seemed to be the thing that I enjoyed most doing, and I still do. So I'm very lucky to have as a career. That's good. You know. So, where, what part? What's your looking at your some sort of highlights of your career and your kind of what you've been doing? What would you say was your best and worst kind of place? That you're going what, what's, what, what are the highlights? You say Hi- highlights and but all, the highlights, but also what would you say the worst is the worst part of your career? So, uh, oh, I suppose the worst part was. Uh, I had a band in New York for a while called America's Least Wanted, which unfortunately lived up to its name. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but there's, you know, like any one person who's been in my industry, there's been a, there's always lots of down moments, and of course there's incredibly high moments. So, um, I mean, one of them is coming here and playing here in Edinburgh. I mean, uh, with a great audience uh, who seem to love what I do, and that's doesn't get better when you get an audience standing on their feet, enjoying what you're doing. Of course. I mean, um, I suppose the Edinburgh Festival is a good place that a lot of people tend to kick off their careers with the Edinburgh Festival, and the, especially if they're kick, coming for the first time, and people get, once you get the reviews in the first year, you tend to get the people coming back quite quickly and easily. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible festival. Um, uh, I believe the population swells by half a million or something. So that's a pretty incredible yeah, figure. Yeah, we do get a lot of people. I mean, the, the, over the sort of months of July, stroke August, the amount of people who are passing through Edinburgh and the build-up. Yeah, well, they don't come here. F- <laughs> come here to come swimming. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not a tropical in destination. It, it certainly isn't. Uh, it's certainly one way of not getting a tropical destination, <laughs> to say the least. Well, you get no. more. Mon- well, the moment the weather has been like monsoons at the moment, kind of flash floods. Four seasons in one day, almost just about. So it's the only place you get it. But uh, yeah. so, tell us about the show, the, the, the upcoming show at the moment. What's happening in um, the Edinburgh? I mean, is it from different from the? Last yeah, well, time? I take um, flying in the assemb- uh, assembly rooms in the ballroom there, and I do it start at seven forty-five, and I play an hour twenty. Okay. Got a total Scottish band, uh, all of which I met last year. And I'm very excited about it. We do 15 songs of Cohen. I do a bit of a, a bit of a diatribe before the songs, tell a bit about his motivations and um, a bit about his life. Yeah, and that's basically it, you know. Um, I'm a piano player, so mm-hmm. the songs are driven from the piano as opposed to the guitar. And uh, so the ch- songs do have a – I do them somewhat differently from the way Leonard did them. Right. Because I was listening to some of his music uh, online, and you've got that same sort of kind of voice, uh, which probably helps when you're singing these songs. Because you have that kind of deep roughness of voice when he, when he's singing. If you know what I mean. Yeah, well, we do have a different vocal uh, vocal treatment, but uh, you know, songs are a living art form. Yes, they're not something printed on a canvas. No, they're a piece of art that can be interpreted in all different sorts of ways. And that's the wonderful thing about them as an art form. So what uh, other styles of music have you, I mean, obviously, is it obviously the piano? I mean, do you, have you kind of gone well, up variety of things? My favourite uh, artists uh, are Randy Newman, Tom Waits, Cohen. I love the Rolling Stones. I love Led Zeppelin. I have a, 
very wide selection of music that I love. But the first three guys, being uh, solo performers and songwriters, uh, are the guys that really turn me on. <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds a good thing. Uh, <laughs> get the vibes. Uh, but no, that's good. Well, that's, good. that's great. It's fantastic. Um, also, where when it comes to your mu- the music, I mean, what do you when people are? What kind of audience are you attracting at the moment for music? Because obviously, a lot of music these days has. You get the older, well, the older listeners, but sometimes the newer generation is actually listening to me. Yeah. It's an older audience. It's an older audience uh, that I get. Uh, you know, it's not duff duff music. So <laughs> they're, they're real songs, and uh, I do tend to attract an older audience. I mean, the thing about Leonard Cohen, he died at the age of 82. And a lot of his music relates to being an older person as opposed to a young kid. And I'm, I'm not young on myself, I'm, I'm in my 60s, so like, it's an appropriate type of music for my age group. Yeah, sure. He deals with, all, he deals with a lot of issues that all of us have to go through in life. Yeah. And uh, those are the issues I bring forward in these songs. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, I only really heard about Leonard Cohen myself was obviously when the song from the X Factor was played. Um, which is probably going to give the answer away to uh, the question <laughs> that I've put out there. But uh, end of the end of the day is the uh, Alexander Burke when she was singing the song Hallelujah for to win the X Factor in two thousand eight. That's when we sort of pretty much I knew about the song and who he kind of learned about who he was, but nothing major. So that's uh, the only well, who I can I for me learned the kind of music. Well, who's this person singing? Uh, they can use the artists, you know what I mean? A lot of artists do over here have been regenerated through the X Factor kind of thing. Right. Well, I've never seen the show, so I'm really ignorant about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, uh, of course, Susan Boyle being a huge... Is, yeah. Does she come from the X Factor? She was uh, Britain's Got Talent, and she's uh, from... Uh, oh, right. She's played, uh, well, she's the one I, I, I know of from those kind of shows, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. Never heard that. I bet you they would have sung Hallelujah though. They, I'm not. They've, they sung it. I'm not sure they've sung that before. I'm not, but I know it's been sung. The Alexander Burke version is the only one I know at the moment. But it's been sung several times on the X Factor going right. forward. So that's the main song. But I did, obviously, that's the most popular one. Probably out of the ones that are more than mo- the modern generation would probably know. Stuart, it, it's John here. I just got a question. I'd love love to ask. I looking at a bit of research before you came on. You've been. Uh, selling out in the uh, Sydney Opera House and uh, it's, it's yeah. an amazing venue and you've got some amazing reviews there just written online can you what was it like to play there I mean I know it's not strictly on topic well I've done uh, yeah, well the Opera House is an incredible venue um, we weren't playing the concert hall okay we were playing a theatre called the Playhouse and right. we were doing another show there and uh, then Monday night became free and I asked the producer if I could take the Monday night and try out the Cohen show well, it sold out the Monday night, and then we, then he booked it for the Tuesday night, and then the Wednesday, and the Wednesday matinee, and the Thursday night, oh, and also all the shows sold out. But the Opera House is an extraordinary place to play. Uh, a, its location. B, the technical staff that work there at the top. And I have a relationship with a lot of people who work there because I've actually MD'd a couple of Beatles shows down there. I MD'd uh, the White Album, oh, which wow. I did with an 18-piece band. That was in the concert hall. And I also did what they call a back-to-back Sergeant Peppers and Abbey Road album. So I was able to work with 18 musicians made up of brass, strings, and, of course, two drummers, which I had a bit of a problem with the producers of that show because I asked for two drummers. 
<laughs> I, I don't know if you ever saw the concert for George about George Harrison, but he had two drummers in that show, and uh, it just knocked me out. So I tried to re recreate that in regards to doing the, the White Album that Abbey Road and Sgt. Peppers. Yeah, and it was amazing. a great experience. These albums have never been played live by the Beatles. So uh, it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it very, very much. Yeah, and is that, are you from that, that area in Australia? Or? Yeah, I live in Sydney. You live That's in my Sydney. town. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. It's an amazing city. I'd love, love, love to go there. Yeah, it's a great city. It's lost a little bit of its soul lately uh, due to very po political uh, decisions made uh, about drinking and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I love the city. I mean, it saddens me what's happened to my own city, but, yeah, I love it anyway. Yeah, and so how many um, uh, uh, sort of weeks a year are you, uh, you on, on tour, Stuart? Well, uh, off the top of my head, last year I was three months in the UK. Right, okay. Uh, I did just every town down the UK with another show. And uh, this year uh, it's just the Edinburgh Festival. I'm coming back to do Liverpool uh, in uh, the 13th to the 15th of October. And after that, I'm unemployed. <laughs> I very much doubt that will stay the way for very long at all, Stuart. So you, how, many shows but, you you doing, know, how many shows are you doing in, in, in Edinburgh? Are you doing the, the whole festival? We're, we're doing 25 shows back to back. So okay. we start on the 3rd and we finish on the 27th. Without a single day off? No, mate, don't get a day off. <laughs> now, that's a work ethic we do not have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Just hope everything stays together during uh, that time. Oh, that's really impressive. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that, that's, that's fantastic that's fantastic so well hopefully we'll uh, as I say we'll, uh, people who will, 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 will who wins the tickets will need to check that on our Facebook we've put the question out and see if anybody will have to pick somebody randomly to see who can get the winning tickets and come and see your show and see you perform which would be great um, yeah we've also but it's, it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic show and I think with the, with the reviews of having five stars is going to help get you the um, the Get you, how was it? My colleague is showing me something. Does about uh, obviously get you. Sorry, just we're on radio, it's kind of background stuff anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll get you the five stars. It's certainly get you the a full house every time, basically, and go from there, which will be because with the festival, you have a uh, mass competition with other shows and it's constant with uh, dealing with. Oh, yes, yeah, I believe there's 3,000 shows on, so you know. It's the only, only time of the year that you can have everything. You can have a venue, and you can use your toilet as a venue just to have. It's, it's, the, only, it's the only time of year you can use that in, in Edinburgh. It's a venue, 301, it's the local toilet. So yeah. that's what we. It's oh, you could go to the assembly rooms, venue <laughs> 20, not 745. That's a Stuart show, which sounds absolutely sounds amazing. It really does. I'll certainly try and get down there myself. Yeah, there's a. Uh, anyway, that's. Well, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet you guys. Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, well, yeah, hopefully we can all swing by. We're going to be just all pa passing, looking, doing a tour around the festival to yeah. try and uh, catch some other artists and we can pop by and say hello and uh, take it from there. And we can. We well, that'd be lovely. And uh, I want to thank you, John and Huey. Is it Hugh or Huey? It's Hugh. Hugh, he's the one that's sitting in the cor corner. He doesn't have a clue. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you, John, and thank you, Fraser, and uh, yeah. thanks for the interview. No, Much appreciated. Love you to talk to you, Stuart. Best Thanks of luck with it. All the okay. best. Take care. Bye for now. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. That was uh, Stuart Darietta uh, on the phone, so we're going to play one of his second songs, and we'll come back to you after that. We're going to play... Um, yeah, what's I? Dance, uh, dance to me, the end of love, which is great. So we're going to play that. We'll have a quick commercial break during that song, so we'll catch you later. We'll be back shortly. Oh, 
violin Cast me through the panic Till I'm gently covered in Touch me with your naked hand And touch me with your blood
Michael Kluger on piano cord. Stephanie Zarka, violin. And welcome back to Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed Podcast Show, live on Heart Song Live. We have John in the studio, we have and Hugh, the Shucksters, is in the, in the corner there. Uh, welcome back, that was our interview, uh, off-the-cuff interview with um, Stuart Darietta. Thank you for him coming on, obviously yeah, it's what you can to prefer, um, but thank you for the, the time. If you want to go and see the show, please go to the Assembly Rooms in George Street. They kick off from the third onwards, 25 shows on the trot. So please, if you like the kind of style of music, Leonard Cohen, please go and see his show, five-star selling show from the Sydney Opera House. A big achievement, fantastic. So if that's something that doesn't whet your appetite to go and see it, please go and buy tickets. We've also got two tickets to win uh, for that, but we'll be checking out to see if anybody's answered our question and who would choose to win. If not, we're just going to have to uh, find some random punter on the street. But we'll get there. But anyway, we're welcome back. We're going to talk about about cars. We've got the budget car of the week. Is it budget car of the week? It is indeed. It's traditional that I get a budget car of the week. Yes. And uh, obviously, I wasn't here last week. But uh, luckily enough, in the last week, uh, a nice low cost sedan has been produced by a British manufacturer called Rolls Royce. That's right. It's the uh, 2018 eighth generation Phantom. It's a twin-turbo, 6.75-litre V12 twin-turbo, pushing out 563 brake horsepower. Starting price, 40... Sorry, £400,000. So we know that a lot of Patrick and Ramsey listeners have got the old Phantom and are looking to change it, and it's been a while since it's uh, been launched, so that's available from next year. Yeah, Finance rates are run about £4,000 a month on a PCP, so that's our <laughs> budget car of the week. <laughs> So, what kind of cars have been coming out on your side? This is the more the expensive cars of the week, yeah? Well, I have found a bargain of the week as well. A bargain, yeah. It's not as much as the Rolls-Royce Phantom. It's less than the Phantom. It's less than the Phantom. Mm-hmm. But actually, this, this does give you serious value for money. Because um, you now a lot of people are buying SUVs, and they're paying really quite a lot of money for them. In fact, if you were to buy an SUV for just under £50,000, you wouldn't actually get that much overall, in terms of a luxury SUV. You'd probably get yourself into maybe a Jaguar F-Pace, uh, maybe a, a kind of mid-range Volvo XC90. But how about if you... Five days of your dusters. Or five days... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But how about if you wanted something that gives you a mix of Americana um, plus, you know, SUV style and, and kind, of, uh, kind of regal drive as well? Well, now you can, because you can get the Jeep Grand Cherokee. I think it's the SRT. SRT, it is. And it, ha- it has got a 6.4-litre uh, Hemi supercharged engine with over 500 horsepower. And I actually got a ride in this car a couple of months ago at Company Car in Action. And normally... That's kind of the music in the background that you yes. need for that. Yeah. Um, normally they should be roughly £70,000. But you can actually buy a pre-registered or a very low mileage X, X demo for just £49,000. Just £49,000? Yeah, £49,500. I didn't know you could get cars that cheap. <laughs> I know you didn't. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Can you actually get a car for £49,000? Yeah, yeah. £49,500. But really, that would, I mean, compared to what you get locally, you know, what other cars you would get to compete with that. But for, I mean, it's a phenomenal car. The, the, I mean, it's, it, I would say... It handled as well as a Range Rover Sport. It was that good because we took it on the handling track and it was phenomenal. And the noise is like something out of Daytona. It's absolutely brilliant. That is my car of the week. 
I, I really want one of those. So that's really a twenty thousand pound discount. Yeah, more than more than twenty grand off, because they're all fully loaded. They come with everything. You know, <laughs> so arsenal of weapons. <laughs> and big what does that tank. car say about you, though? I mean, it's a it's a strange sort of image, isn't it? The Jeep. Well, it looks SRT. quite slick, though. The new one looks really quite nice, and it's obviously beefed up, big exhaust, and so on. But um, but it's an amazing car. I mean, it really does sound phenomenal. I mean, it's kind of a car that you want to have in Texas, though, isn't it, really? Or Kansas City, well, to go petrol, back to your ranch. Petrol prices are coming down. With your there. NRA sticker on well, the back. with it. Petrol prices have come down. And, and your back. Trump bumper sticker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is, yeah. It comes, comes with a cowboy hat, probably. Yeah, yeah. Petrol and prices have come down a bit, though. That's a refinery. These are prices that have come down, because the cheapest at the moment is 110.9. That's Tesco's. Yeah. The rest is all 111. Well, that ain't watered down fuel, probably, isn't it? No, <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, you better buy it while you can, because in just yeah. 22 years' time, diesel and petrol cars are going to yeah. be banned. Yeah, that's it. We're going to have a And then car review of the week is going to be a bit different, isn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, it's review oh, hybrid. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> 12 volts <laughs> your 12 volt mobility scooter you think the C5 is going to come back into action it is isn't it? Exactly. it's going to be the ultimate concept car yeah. I have to nick one from the museum just to get one <laughs> okay. well, I have to say my heart sank when I heard the news this is what they were planning because the whole idea was to say it's to keep up with EU regulation but we're leaving the EU so why do we have to do that I mean, you know, it's a good, obviously France has, has put in a diesel ban as well, diesel and petrol ban um, from 2040. So, of course, the British lot, British government have decided that they want to do the same. But, I mean, they, all they need to do is surely kind of um, go after the really heavy polluters, which are like the buses and the taxis. And yeah, get all the heavy buses vans. off yeah. the road. Yeah. yeah, that's what they well, should electric do. Electric buses, that could be better. Band or buses. just hybrids, hybrids or something, make them a bit better. There's something better. So, so that but if you think about battery technology, how it's come in the last 20 years, I mean, it's going to yeah. come on a huge amount more in the next. 20 years you've got Elon no, Musk Corbin, with his Corbin gets in we'll all be on well if Corbin gets in we're all going to be on a donkey let's face <laughs> it yeah that's it <laughs> a donkey and car <laughs> a Venezuelan paradise communist yeah. state <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so no, that's the thing. But I, I have to say, well, it'd be interesting to see what I reckon it might get thrown out because I reckon you, you can't cripple your industries so much by that kind of regulation. And I think they might get and be under real pressure just to say, no, we're not going to be able to do this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It does seem a bit crazy to ban. I don't know why yeah. you'd bring in a ban. I mean, right. first thing, you'd have some kind of strategy to like yeah. get an, a, a recharging infrastructure. You've yeah. got to work out how you're going to make the power. Yeah, because even if it's at a night, I mean, we barely keep the lights you know, on as it is in the winter yeah. in this country. Yeah. They give one we closed on all the coal-powered power stations because of EU emissions regulations. In uh, the meantime, China's building one a week. Uh, Germany's building a few a year as well. Uh, we're closing them all down, so we're, we're stuck with Chinese nuclear power stations. I mean, our Prime Minister has signed up for an experimental nuclear reactor built by the Chinese. I mean, we're probably not going to be here in 2040, are we? Let's face it. We're blown to kingdom come. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be on Virgin Galactic. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> be colonising Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much know what went wrong before. <laughs> it was something. It's such a pity because at the moment, the car industry and also, I mean, the cars you can get today are just phenomenal. I mean, there's so many great cars and pretty much every range of cars you can think of, whether it be small cars, you know, medium size, you know, like a Focus. In every range that you can think of there's phenomenal cars out there and it does feel we're kind of penalizing the whole industry by setting such a target and you know also it's our you know industries that are doing so well i mean that 
they had the head of Aston Martin saying that you know he thought it was not only pointless, um, but, but you're not going to you know it's just going to mean that companies like his that we're obviously you know he's at the high end market and where the money is you know they'll have to look at potentially moving their factories elsewhere because they'll have to go to places where they're allowed to actually drive them you know and people want the high end folk want V12s they want those kind of cars they can afford the fuel. I think there will always be a market for that, but I do think most people need to be driving electric cars in the next 20 to 30 years. I think we'll find alternative petrols or alternative fuels, like hydrogen. But the 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 electric cars are fantastic. If you look at the new Teslas, you look at um, some of the electric models available from VW, we drove the uh, BMW i3, the BMW i8. These are phenomenal cars. Did you you drive the electric Golf? I never drove that. I I have driven the Golf GTE. Yeah, they're really good. And was it quite good? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not that much more expensive than the standard version, actually. That, no, not really. It's full, full plug-in. How long? How far can you get on a tank? Oh, probably five or six miles. It's really. Is <laughs> <laughs> that really, the way you drive it? It's really useful. <laughs> <laughs> five or six miles on an electric. It's Sir Jonathan Ledford Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like. Yeah, I did manage to get just eight mpg out of a Toyota Prius once. A company car in action. That was. Uh, uh, well, we got eight. Uh, well, we beat it because we've got eight miles to the gallon in the Jeep SRT doing 160 on high speed ball. Well, that's the same as the Prius. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're bored, if, bored, if you haven't tuned out with MPG, just uh, feel free and come back in. <laughs> At least we're doing MPG in a good car. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a <laughs> so uh, Kardashian news, John? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, well, I'll go to Hugh about this. Hugh, um, what... what <laughs> Oh yes. What do you think about famous, the news that Chris that Jenner has had an affair, well, was rumoured to have had an affair with OJ Simpson? What do you think about that? <laughs> Is that a man or a woman? Well, it's Chris. Well, that's a good Chris, question. Yeah. <laughs> was that the doc? No, that's the father. No, Chris, Kylie no, Jenner. Chris, or Chris, yeah? Chris Jenner is the, the mother of Kim Kardashian. All right. That's <laughs> Hugh. Literally, he's like a dog watching TV. He, he's just look. He doesn't know, know to look. He doesn't know what we're talking about. At all, <laughs> I love doing Kardashian news with you. It's the, it's the funniest thing. It really is. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks they're all sort of vacuous, narcissistic, pointless people. That's what he thinks. Well, that's what you told me. Yeah, he's <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> no, but they've made money out of being famous. Co- something co- they don't co- like being morons. They haven't yeah. actually. Have they a, run a business. There's a lot of money in that. that. Co- communists in bathing suits. Who are the communists? I don't know. Kardashians. They're communists. They're all trying to run a Range Rover Sports. Okay, Fraser, put the cigarette out now. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a cigarette? Oh, no. I think you've had a bit too much of the Edinburgh Festival already. The whole city is just full of hippies. Well, it's hilarious. Full well, of liberals. I was going to say when the guy was a on lot the of, A lot of it, pink hair. Half a million people come to Edinburgh. Yeah, the whole liberals <laughs> come, whole liberal come along. <laughs> well, they've got a. I mean, talk about, I mean, one thing they have done is with, with the new. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. the most One of the most polluted streets in Edinburgh, which is St John's Road. And what they've done is they put that twenty little section twenty miles an hour. Yeah. Now, where's the logic in that? It's most polluted. Do you want the traffic to go quicker so it's less polluted? 
And not slow. Is that, is that true, Fraser? Is that the case? The faster well, you go, the less pollution you cause. Well, no, but if you're running it and you can, at an efficient rate in your car, if you're, if you're running it, stop, stop, speed bumps. All those yeah. idiots put the speed bumps in, and now the, all the. the There's um, so many so traffic lights as well on St John's Road, and oh, you can barely get uh, moving. I mean, you can't even get 20 miles an hour anyway. What's the point of just thinking? This is mad. But anyway, we won't go into that. Again. So, when you get electric cars, can we go as fast as we like? That's Probably the question. Because can. they don't produce any pollution, do they? So, can we go 140 <laughs> down Princess Street? Give me a good idea. Zero emission. So, <laughs> who, so um, who, who would you recommend uh, to make the HR list this week? The HR list? Uh, the Philip Hammond. Whoever introduced that 2040 ban on fuel, ban on petrol. Well, you see, I think that's not a terrible idea. We've got disagreement here. I don't know. I I just think we need we need to get rid of diesel. You can't be a petrol head. We need to get. I want rid of diesel though, because the Hatchick and Ramsey podcast. We were the first. I I was banned on at best three years ago. But how come diesel cars are illegal in America? How come they're illegal over there? Yet we keep buying them, and everyone keeps dying of cancer and dementia. I mean, we're idiots. Well, the Greenies are idiots. No, I was talking about this three or four you, years you, ago. In you were. And I said, you were laughing and saying, oh, diesel, diesel, diesel. Get a turbo diesel. You don't want a petrol, you want a turbo diesel. A turbo diesel will do you. That's what he kept saying. Well, it's in the countryside. There's no problem. You don't kill anyone. You get the odd bit of roadkill. That's about it. You can't see for smoke in Edinburgh City Centre because of all the taxis and buses. But then, yeah, but they're the heavy diesels, aren't they? Yeah, yeah which are all banned so in the USA. Yeah. They're all so banned. But normal so diesels are the list. quite so bad. They're kind oh, of, they're kind of, see, we disagree. I know, so you, very you've, got Hammond, you've got Hammond, and you know, the, the, the yeah, I'd, I'd put him in. Philip Hammond. J.K. Rowling, for that hideous, odious piece of video work she did against Trump. Because um, mm. they made this fake video. You can tell he's a Trump fan, yeah. if you're just in case you're wondering. That means we've got no visit- <laughs> listeners left. But Thankfully, <laughs> JK Running is well known to have very little money, so she can't afford to sue us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she made, she made this video <laughs> yeah, no, that was completely fake, and it showed um, fake, fake uh, Donald Trump passing a, a, a disabled child and not shaking hands. Seemingly, this is because they edited it out. So when they, when it actually, uh, Pierce Morgan was the one who showed it on Good Morning Television. They had a bit of this big uh, yeah. Twitter fight. Um, and they were, and basically, no. If you actually show the proper unedited view, he actually stopped and met down and shook the hand and and, and did spend time with the chap who was the wee boy who was disabled. Um, so, so they did do it. So it was complete, completely fake, just to try and make a statement. And she still hasn't deleted the tweets okay. or apologised. So we're gonna have two people on those today. And for Harry Potter's because it's a little crap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's Harry Potter fans out there. If you're a Christian, you shouldn't be doing that kind of crap. You know? Okay. <laughs> It's crap. Never okay. got Harry Potter. It was rubbish. The films were terrible. I knew that happened. I mean, it came out the same day as Lord of the Rings at the time. Oh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh, so much better. Lord of the Rings. But it was oh, an awful lot better sake. than Harry Potter. A lot, awful lot better, though. But anyway. Yeah. Right, so... Philip Hammond. You know what Philip happens? Philip Hammond. Yeah. He's less likely to sue. Hammond. Hammond. Uh, Hammond. He's too limp-wristed to do anything. <laughs> okay. So limp more yellow than a bowl of custard. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. So Hammond... Even the Boy Scouts would say, so what, what, what was he in this for? Because of the car, diesel cars. Well, did he deny he no, no, because he was... wants to stop us becoming a tax haven. Oh, you and I have both agreed that yeah, this country should become a tax, a tax haven. haven. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We've got the T-shirt. So, Philip, Ham- <laughs> Philip Hammond... You know what happens Philip when Hammond? You... Sounds like a fillet of fish. Philip. Richard Hammond. You no, are on... What? No, no, not Richard Hammond. We like Richard Hammond. Philip Hammond. Philip Hammond. That's what I said. So, Philip Hammond, you know what happens when you say no to... Britain becoming a tax haven uh-huh. know what happens oh, that, I've got another one for your list too oh, I can see oh, the list. he's just building up he's just you know what happens the list. 
You just made the list. <laughs> J.K. Rowling, you know what happens when you uh, don't take down your edited video of Donald Trump? You know what happens? And you just don't show the true version to take your tweets down? You just made the list. And what's the third one? Um, Justin, Justin Greening. For Justin saying Greening. She's just, the Justin. Just, no, Justin Greening. Justin. Is Justin. it Justin? It's a woman, Just, isn't it? Justin. Justin. Justine. 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 Justine Greening, Justine. yeah. Because she said in a big uh, speech she? today, or in the last few days, um, that the church should be following the world and doing what, the, what, uh, what, uh, you know, what communities think are appropriate. And, uh, and the Christian Institute quite rightly said, actually, the church follows Jesus Christ and not the world. Um, so, yeah, she makes the list. That's one thing I didn't want to ask him about, uh, the, when Stuart was came on, because he was just saying that Leonard Cohen was very woman is here very religious in a way because he kind of yeah songs are quite religious connotations he kind of it's sort of sample he went and kind of investigated a lot of all the religions like your Scientology your Christianity and I think because he was brought up a Jew uh, born a Jew kind of into the Jewish side of things so uh, kind of questions I wanted to ask but it didn't really come up anyway when these things but as I say uh, we're going to run we're kind of run over a bit time wise so we're going to call it uh, thank you for Hugh being here and John in the studio. Yeah, it's been an incredibly varied night. Been varied That's one night. way of describing it. <laughs> yeah, very, uh, very varied. Pick and mix, <laughs> let's say. Uh, With added guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> added and yeah. yeah, Hugh, you were pretty bloodthirsty in the first yeah, half. I, I know. have to say, you were so, chopping so everyone's so heads off. <laughs> Minor parking fence guillotine. <laughs> 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 make the roads a heck of a lot cleaner <laughs> I'm one up in traffic <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you for the thank you for Stuart uh, Darietta phoning in and giving us thing, a brief interview also regarding the show if you want to go and see it at Edinburgh Assembly Rooms at George Street uh, in Edinburgh you can uh, Edinburgh Festival 25 shows feel free yeah. to get your tickets in now when are we going to announce the winners oh, what's the point I don't know actually who won so I need to sort of maybe put that out there and just <laughs> I don't actually know if anybody has answered the question. That's the problem. I need to go back on Facebook quickly so I can find if anybody did actually answer it. We really have the, to just offload them. The to countdown music or phrases working out who won. No, well, no, no. I need to. I don't think anybody actually answered the question or took it. Never tuned no in. No one got the right answer. Well, at least you gave them the no, answers fact, during the radio interview, which I thought was very. Well, that was very good. That was a good idea. We did sort of give it the, the biggest hint possible, and I think uh, <laughs> like mm, <I> <laughs> anyway, two thousand and. <laughs> no, the, the, for those who uh, didn't quite, uh, <laughs> for those who didn't quite uh, answer the question, we, uh, we'll probably we'll pick some people at random who are available to go to this uh, see the show, see the show, and we'll get, get you'll the find it. We've probably got the tickets, you know. Uh, but we'll get we'll get to go and review it. Get to go and review it actually for the next show. <laughs> I don't know how we came upon them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd be good to go and review it. I'd be good to go on the Friday, actually, and review, review the show uh, and for the next thing. So anyway, um, but anyway, nobody's really sort of a kind of uh, answered the question. The question was, which artist, uh, which artist uh, from the X Factor song, a Leonard Cohen song, it was Alexander Burke, 2008, and it was Hallelujah. So, uh, yes. So, anyway, we will figure that out for the winning. A couple of tickets to go and see the preview show, and we'll sort that out, and we'll... Can, you yeah, can looking forward in. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... <laughs> so, we have run over time. We are going to call it quits, actually, tonight. We've got until next time. So, thank you for listening to Hattie and Ramsey on the podcast show on heartsonlive.co.uk. Until uh, next time, we will catch you later. Uh, goodbye to everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, all. Take it easy.